0: one percenters how are we quarantining i mean how are we doing I know, quarantine, crazy time, wild time, but a time that you can pour into yourself 1% daily, into your mind, into your body, your relationships. This is a time that you can use to pivot crisis for opportunity. I know it's tough when we can't always see the end of the light of the tunnel, but there is something great coming for you. But you have to believe it. Even when every day might seem the same, something great is coming. Just like this episode of the 1% podcast, Super blessed to have this amazing human being, not only one of the best NBA players that there is, but one of the best people in professional athletics for sure. His name, Drew Holiday. Drew grew up in Los Angeles right down the road from me, not where I grew up, but where I live. Went to UCLA, was selected by the Philadelphia 76ers in the first round, 2019, with the 17th overall pick was named an NBA All-Star in his fourth season, and he's been a two-time NBA All-Defensive team member. He is the point guard for the New Orleans Pelicans. I remember when I was coaching with the Brooklyn Nets, whenever we played Drew, we would try to stop him and he would absolutely destroy us. He just took it to another level. And you will see on this podcast, his mindset, his approach, his drive is on another level. He's going to give you tricks tools, habits, tactics that you can use in your life during this time and after this time that's going to improve your mind, your body, everything about you. Drew is an absolute, absolute light, just of inspiration, positivity, and as good a basketball player is, he's an even a better person, a man of faith, and just puts his wife way above himself on a pedestal. You'll find out how great Drew is but you'll find out here how even more great his wife is. It's just like my wife as well. She's much better than me. Guys, trust me on that. But Drew is gonna blow you away. So, one percenters, buckle up because here we go. And here it is Chili Pad, Chili Technology.com. These guys are my favorite, not just because their product is amazing. And ChiliPad actively manages the body's temperature to deliver a magical, deep sleep, great REM, makes you feeling like you've woken up, just fully rested and recovered to attack the day. But the people they are, I know them well, and they are some of the best people that will care for you, make sure that you are absolutely getting the most out of every night's sleep. And think about it too, you're gonna save a ton of money just because you don't have to turn the air conditioner down to 60 degrees. This chili pad or the Uller, it's gonna regulate your body's temperature to sleep in the cold. Cool sleep is magical sleep. And luckily for you, they're great friends of mine and they've given me a code to give you a super discount. DNBBall25 at checkout gets you 25% off the chili pad. DNBBall10 gets you 10% off the Uller at checkout. Go to chilitechnology.com. All of this will be linked in the show notes, and start sleeping like a baby today. Drew Holiday, start us off with a bang. Start us off with something that nobody might know about you. Not the normal MBA, what everybody sees you as, but something that's maybe something different, just a bang. What would that be?
1: Man, bro, I don't know. I guess one thing would be, I'm enjoying this time. <laughs> Like <laughs> like one thing, like Mike G can attest for this. I, I love being home. Like um everybody's like, Man, your family's probably happy that you're home. And I'm like, I'm I'm definitely way happier than them. Um, just sitting here and having a routine and being able to go to that routine every single day. Yeah. Um, getting to like spend time with my daughter, see her grow up like every single day now, put her down to sleep. Um just Sweet. feel like kind of like a normal person.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. After being on the road, literally, yeah. that is your life. Yeah. Man, so what kind of things? How about what? What kind of things are you doing in this quarantine time? Maybe a little outside of the box. You got you go into board games. Maybe you're playing the oboe. I don't know.
1: No, nah, um, I, I mean I dabble a little bit in guitar. Um, I I stopped playing a little yeah. bit um, once season got heavy because I probably I usually just sleep. Uh, I played a lot of min- I play a lot of minutes, so I usually just sleep, but. Uh, I'm getting back in th- into guitar a little bit. Um, actually, I'm actually having a uh, a keyboard come to the house. So uh, maybe me and my daughter oh, can play a little shit. bit. But um, other than that, man, training with Mike G, just doing different stuff. Like, I've been, I've been doing these little football drills. I'm not sure if anybody's seen it, but um, it's been fun. It yep. kind of make you feel like an athlete a little bit. Uh, we did boxing the other day. We do it with jump ropes. It's just fun doing different things other than just basketball,
0: you know? So Mike really has to bring it at this time. So Mike G is Drew's trainer, his right hand man. I mean, Drew is obviously the 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 prize. It's, it's like what I, I would say with with me and my wife. She's the much better half. So Drew's the much better <laughs> half from Mike G. But Mike G has been on this podcast and did an unbelievable job. We like Drew, we basically hit it off everything he was saying. I was like, yes, 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 yes. So what have you Mike, what have you been doing? I'll toss it over to you. at... Has been switching it up, or what have you guys been focusing on during this time? Because a lot of people, one of my one of my buddies who plays for the Lakers, was asking me if he could come over to my place and lift weights on the roof because he had mm-hmm. nothing. He literally had nothing, no access to anything.
2: Well, for everyone that doesn't know, I played receiver in the, at the college level, Division two level, so I knew that we didn't have access to a gym, whether that was lifting weights and or the basketball court. So the next best thing for me and most naturally was wide receiver drills. You know, I, I live and breathe football when I get a chance and it was just an easy transition to say hey, you know what? We're going to get we're going to bust the the Columbia 11 Jordan cleats out. Check them out. They're 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 pretty hot. Clean. we're going to bust the, the the all white gloves and we're going to get our feet moving and uh, I try to make every session as fun as possible so that he stays engaged, but also effective. Like we're staying in shape, you know, we're, we're, we're doing our own version of lifting. And also I'm incorporating basketball, like movement into routes. We actually were playing with that on Monday, doing like Euro step cuts in the routes and, uh, pezzy dribbles in the routes and stuff like that. And, uh, he would finish with like a, a sprint to catch the football. So those are, the, the, a few of the drills that we've been focusing on.
0: Yeah, that's that, – man, you, you guys got access to a field. That's huge. And, Drew, who knows, whatever sport comes back, whether it's the NFL or NBA, I mean, that's the one you jump <laughs> into I don't first. I think so, <laughs>
1: unless, unless it's baseball, because uh, their contract is a little, simi- a little bit more similar to, to basketball. Yeah, but That's what you know, I, I – I I, tell it too old.
0: Tell everybody, go into baseball, be a left-handed pitcher, sign a 10-year ten, deal, get injured, you get the whole thing. That's I look,
1: Mike G is creative. He might be able to find a way to kind on, incorporate Mike. baseball into what we're doing. So
0: that's, that's the challenge, Mike. It's out there. So, Drew, you were talking about this time of enjoying this time and, and the habits and the routines that you can get into. Can you talk to us and the audience about building these habits? On the 1% podcast, it's all about pouring into yourself 1% daily so you can continue to improve, but also improving your lifestyle and the lifestyle of others around you. So what type of habits have you really honed in on during this time, whether it's your sleep routine, your nutrition?
1: Um, I guess one thing is just consistency
0: and whatever that might be. Um,
1: Sleeping. And again, it, it is consistency and routine. So we put our daughter down between like 7.30 and 8.30, which we tried to. After that, like me and my wife kind of have our time and then we go to sleep. So sleep for me is consistent now. I'm not... <clears throat> getting off a plane at 2 a.m., yes. having to wake up at 11:30 to do something—it's like, all right, well, I can go to sleep before 11, and then wake up at 8 o'clock or or 7:45 or 7:35 uh, when my when my alarm is set. But uh, sleep is one thing. Um, we have vitamins that that obviously Mike G knows about because he orders and for me the the Thorn supplements, which um, I. Feel like do play a big part in just being healthy <laughs> all around. Um, in the morning, we got collagen uh, with, with the OJ, so we got vitamin C with collagen. Uh, also, Mike nice. G comes in the morning, so it, it, all of it kind of correlates. But um, that's just lifestyle wise. I think I think with me and Mike G, it's about effort right now, um, being able to uh, whatever you do, put your full effort into it, even when because today I was tired. I'm not even gonna lie. And I think Mike G saw it, but um being able to get a rest and then every rep that you do, uh you try to push that one percent, which Mike G has preached to me for a couple of years, almost almost a decade <laughs> now. Almost a decade now. But um but yeah, every day, man, just trying to uh better yourself if it's a if it's a drill, if it's honestly whatever you do, I feel like uh GBG is a lifestyle. So
0: love it. Drew, I might have to have you take over Ray McCullum's spot as the guest host because that was beautiful. Like, you were giving it up to Mike G. the humility, and you even dropped the 1% in there. You're made for it, Drew. You're made for it, man. Yeah, Look,
1: that's – I'm, I'm here to get better and to better everybody else. So I, I, I don't. You know what I mean? I'm not
0: better than, I'm not better than anybody.
1: I, I love it, man.
0: But I, I love definitely it. give credit where it's due. So. No, it's great. It is – and speaking to Mike's terms of like when me and Mike were talking about, he has his morning drinks that he's doing. Does he have you on the cayenne pepper and the lemon?
1: No, the lemon no, no, no. not yet. Uh, That's the
0: next stage.
1: We, we used to do a little bit of like lemon cayenne pepper. Yeah, uh, when he when he uh, when he worked with the Pelicans, because the access there every day and the stuff that we had, we could like implement it that with the vitamins. And I mean, we were like the first ones in the gym every single day. So yeah, um, he was stuff in there shots he's definitely like the healthy one he he's he's educated me a lot on uh, how to better take care of my body and and obviously pass that on to, to my family so
0: true and you have been reaping the benefits of that like literally it's the word you said consistency like I use the term relentless consistency and that's what you are year after year you're just performing and continue to improve continue to improve when I like it, when I was coaching with the Brooklyn Nets I was a development coach for the Nets we played you guys a few times, and literally, like, every time we played you, you just killed us. We scouted for you and just killed us. And, like, didn't matter what we threw at you. And it's a testament to, I mean, both of you guys and the training that you do. Just continuing to go on the habits, is there any, do you have any, like, non-negotiable things that you do every day that you think is, like, your thing that gives you the edge? Like, what is your thing? Like, my, for me, I take an ice-cold shower every morning, three-minute ice-cold shower wakes me up, knows that I can know that I can get through any difficult situation. You have any of those type of things? Mike Jesus squatting 405 pounds every morning 6 a.m.
2: <laughs> Mike Not <you> can, 601.
0: <laughs> Mike, you can jump in here, too. You can jump in on this, too, because I hey, know Mike, Drew you very well.
1: It? No, I know every day. Um, every, Non-negotiable? Yeah, I mean, I mean, every day for me, like I, I read my devotion in the morning. Sometimes I do it on the table with Mike G. Um, awesome. I usually try to get it before the table, but sometimes I'm doing it on the table, just to kind of set my mind and place on just my values and my goals and to kind of get that in before the day starts. But uh, other than that, I feel like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, Mike G. I would say, I don't know. I don't know,
0: That's bro. the best Not- one. Drew, that's amazing. That's awesome. You put yeah. yourself in a positive frame of mind every morning, and Christ is the, the most important thing to me in my life. I knew it was Mike's. Now I love you even more, Drew. So that's there's nothing better than that, right there, man. Uh, right. Let, let Let's talk about the mindset. You have one of the most resilient mindsets, and and the overall in the NBA. What 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 drives you when you wake up every morning? What drives you, just juiced up to just continue to improve and improve? What is that? What is that thing? Are you, were you born with the mindset? Did you develop it? I mean, I know your dad is is a one percenter to the max and your sister is the best athlete in the family and maybe walking the planet. But talk to me on your mindset.
1: Um, I guess it just happened to be there. I have yeah two brothers in the NBA. Um, and again, my whole, I just have a family full of athletes. I've grown up around probably the best athletes, meaning like playing against them, not just my family, but, yeah. It's just kind of everything you do, you become, sure. uh, I don't know, competitive to, to some extent. Um, you kind of have to find, like, that humbleness and kind of the cockiness and, and uh, kind of level that out. But honestly, with basketball, man, I just don't – there's two – I don't like getting beat defensively. And it really bugs – like, it bugs me the most. And Mike G knows that. And then – Offensively, I'm more on like the I like to share the ball and doing that. But my wife, man, my wife, my wife talks trash. She <laughs> She's really the does. best athlete. I mean, when she she talks trash, like you need to do this, you need to do that. Like you you, you need to score more. Why you keep on passing oh. all this? Oh. <laughs> that's where that's where that comes from. Defensively, it's like I hate getting scored on. There's something like inside me that makes me angry every time I get scored on. But offensively, I think it's just. Gonna sound bad, but just hearing my wife talk trash, like, and she talks yeah. so much trash, bro. Because like, um, she's the most competitive person that I know.
0: That's the best. I mean, that's the best mindset drive that you can have. If your wife's gonna talk trash on you, then you better perform, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's so good.
1: To I know I gotta come home <laughs> to it. Yeah.
0: And so you got the you got the strongest mindset coach. You got the best trainer. And your sister is the best athlete. Is that confirmed? Is that uh, Mike was dropping on the on the podcast a couple weeks uh, ago? Growing up, she did it
1: like absolutely everything. I thought we did uh, like as boys, like we played baseball, we played a little bit of soccer, we played basketball. I played football in high school, but my sister played football. She played softball. She does dance, any type of dance. Um, She did ballet. She did modern dancing, jazz dancing. Like she does everything. Uh, she played volleyball in high school. Dang. Um, no, yeah. So my sister pretty much is everything. Athlete. I've seen her like I, I've seen her test the rim like a freshman in high school. Crazy. <laughs> my thing. goodness.
2: Crazy I didn't challenge. even know so, that.
1: <laughs> yeah, she probably hadn't done it in a while, but she she was definitely she's definitely the athlete,
0: athlete. Yeah, she's got to be the next one on the podcast for sure.
1: <laughs>
0: Mike, I mean, Mike, we'll let you jump. I'd love to have her on. I know she's a legend. Aaron has told me about that many times. Mike, let's have you jump in. Mike, talk about how you train Drew and your other athletes on mindset development. I know we touched on it a little bit in our podcast prior, but what what stands out about Drew to you that really shows like this is because in the NBA, I mean, it's everybody is great, but it's what it's what takes people from great to outstanding that makes the difference.
2: Well, one thing you, I I'll go, I come into the situation already known is these athletes are already built a specific and certain type of way by means of where we are right now. Like these guys are the top of the top cream of the crop, so clearly they have something different and special already coming to the table uh, today. Not even preparing for the one percent podcast, but I sent an article to a few guys that I work with, including Drew, obviously. Uh, about the um, aggregation of marginal gains. And that's exactly a testament to kind of how I work with that mindset piece in terms of just trying to get guys to open their minds and read about specific things and philosophies that I definitely fall in line with. And then it's just another frame of reference that I could teach from. So just always trying to challenge them into reading different things and sending text messaging out to to all the guys that I work with and and just reminding them that, you know, there's always an opportunity to get better, better, especially with the mindset piece.
0: It's beautiful, constant growth, continued learning and touching on that point going on. It is a big thing that I do with my players that I work with is comparison. And most people will term comparison as being a negative thing, like the Instagram comparison, but it can be a great thing. Like players that you look up to players that you might emulate your game after, like Kobe would always steal something from somebody LeBron stealing. Do you have anybody, Drew, that you compared yourself to growing up, really studied in depth or continue to just try to steal everything from?
1: I mean, well, rest in heaven, Kobe, uh, who didn't? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody Absolutely. to some extent, uh, at least coming from L.A. And, and across the world, stole something from Kobe. It was Michael Kobe up oh, off top. Um I used to there was a point where I believe that Tracy McGrady was better than Kobe, and that got shut down really quickly <laughs> <laughs> really quickly um but I think kind of the way he played like I remember growing up they said I was gonna be like six seven six eight, and I was gonna be similar to him, uh similar in that height, but just the way that he did everything he had the time where he scored like what fifteen points in like ten seconds or something crazy yeah. in the playoff yeah yeah. Um, just the way that I feel like he battled against Kobe and obviously lost, but um, <laughs> just going up against the best. Uh, there's also like Magic Johnson. Like I said, I thought I was gonna be a 6'8 guard, doing all this, uh, making nice passes, playing one through five. Um, which I mean, even still to this day, like I guard pretty much one through five. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's uh, I mean it's a difficult challenge, but it's a challenge in itself, and it's and that's that's fun for me. So I feel like I like to watch guys, or I try to try to. Uh, men, the guys that like to take take on that challenge.
0: I love that man. It's crazy. The doctor told me I was supposed to be six seven when I was younger too. Didn't quite work out for me the way it worked out for you. I hope my doctor's fired. You're still doing fine and all. You're doing all right. But yeah, that's that's great. Those are I mean, obviously unbelievably talented players that you're learning from and stealing from. And that's, that's how you continue to learn and grow. Do you do a lot of film study during the season on yourself? Do you guys, sure you do, do self-analysis after games or how do you continue improving game to game in a league that has so many games, it can be so wearing and brutal on your body and your mind.
1: Right. Um, I feel like that's a, that's a part of um, being a professional. Um, we have coaches yep. who actually work hard and put film together and, and have opinions, their own opinions and philosophies of, of this game and um, kind of like of our system and how I can, how I can help uh, us win games. Um, so Jamel McMillan, who, who's, who's my coach um, here with the Pelicans, kind of my player development coach, we sit down, and we watch film and he's, uh, he's more of the type to like talk trash and he knows that that like kind of gets under my skin. And when I get mad, yeah. that, that, that kind of turns me up and makes me better. Um, another coach, Mike, uh, Mike Pemberthy, who works for the Lakers. Uh, That's my guy. He did Great it a different of mine. way. He would motivate me to do things. Uh, right. Yeah. He would challenge me in a different way, which his challenge would be like, all right, well, um, you're not going to get into the paint for the next two minutes like shoot your three shoot the hezzy 3 do that and mentally I, I have to stay engaged and stay focused on what i want to do because again i want to get to that hezzy 3 if i get into the paint obviously but um there's no one like just don't look to do something the same way every single time ah, you're nice. you're good enough and talented enough um to do something this way cuz or let's say I, there was i think it was not this la- not this season but last the season before um i I was on a shooting slump from shooting threes, and that's what he was telling me. It was like, look, I've seen you do it before, getting to your these three pull up. And uh, I think just somebody giving you that type of confidence and then breaking it down in film, getting to the details where um, the ones that I make are different from the ones that I miss. But that also comes from my G, where when we work on things like Sometimes it doesn't matter how high or low you get, but there's certain movements and stuff that you do that need to be consistent to get maximal, uh, I I guess, maximal ability, like for you to be the best at doing that. So we train that like all the time, literally all the time. I feel like being consistent in our workouts helps me uh, push through and, and have that same mentality in basketball.
0: Man, that's an amazing answer. You have a very high IQ. I, I, mean, I know you know that, but that's <laughs> from NBA players that I've interviewed. I'm going to be honest. That was one of the most in-depth answers that I've heard. So that's oh, amazing. Great. Talking about when you, when you mentioned confidence. Now, confidence is, is a, such an important piece that most players and most people don't even really understand. It's, it's the difference of like when you said you were going through a shooting slump, how you get out of that, out of that slump there's going to be games there's going to be days that people have that are not their best is there is there a thing that you do maybe it's watching highlight reels or putting yourself back in the frame of mind of your best game is there anything that you do that really gets you in your most confident mode <sighs> you know that sound <clears throat> when you want a great night's sleep yeah that's what you get from Chili Technology. Chili Pad and the Uler, literally the biggest game changer that I've ever used in my own life for sleep. I would not be promoting these guys if I didn't believe in them. Great people in the organization and just the product, oh my goodness, the deep sleep, the REM. The, I just wake up recharged, rejuvenated every single day because I sleep on the Uller, which cools my body temperature to exactly where I want to be at. And the ideal temperature is between 62 and 68 degrees. I like it really cold, like 58 degrees. And that cold, sleeping in the cold, as we all know, gives you a better rejuvenation, regenerative sleep every single night. It's like plugging your iPhone in. Would you want to plug it in and wake up with the iPhone being 75%? No. Make it a hundred percent, and that's what the Uller and Chili Pad bring to you. And for you listeners, for you one percenters, I have a huge, big time discount code to check this out. The links will be in the show notes on how to do that. If you want to sleep better, if you really want to have great sleep, which we all do, this is the answer.
1: I mean, for sure, watching yourself, like watching this, yeah, like. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's YouTube or the old clip that you have. Um, there was once in Philly, my dad sent me – because my dad takes every game at, in, in high school, and he sent me, like, three or four games. And then after that, I just, like, went on a tear. But seeing yourself and reassuring yourself yes. that, like, I can do this. Like, I'm here for a reason, and I do it against the best. Um Actually, like visually seeing yourself do that, I don't think that that's cocky at all. Like, I, I do feel like that's that's something that you need to play against the best and perform every day against the best. So, I'm all for it. Like, look at yourself kill. Like, look at yourself killing, man. It's it's a a yeah, good way to get back on your feet.
0: It, it absolutely is, and it should be, and people can see it as cocky, but it's not. It's about being self-aware of who you are. That was you. That is you. And that can still be you. There's too many times that people have the self depreciating thoughts creep in the mind and think that that's who they are because they're not living up to the standards that they have before. So it's so refreshing, so refreshing to hear that, man. And by the way, side note, your dad is at every single game of your brothers that I've literally ever ever seen. When I was... (laughs) when I was with Ucla like he was at every single game literally probably every single practice and so you got a legend dad so
1: my dad growing up at one point he had three jobs he, he uh now he, he he worked a lot but one thing that he never one thing that he never missed was our games and if he missed our games he'd be like he'd be pissed he he'd, he'd be dead yeah. so that was one thing that I feel like because um, he stopped working I think my junior year. And that was one thing I feel, feel he dedicated himself to was to be at all his family's events, sporting events. So um, once I made it to the league, it was kind of like, you don't have to go back and work. We'll be like, as a family, we'll be okay. And from there, man, he just, that's like his dream job to watch like watch his kids play, support them. He can care less to see other people play, if you're going to be completely honest. Like, if, like <laughs> me at home, we will stay at home all day. And... Work out or do whatever he needs to do, but um he's at all the games. You talking? He said, "Lay, now that both my brothers on Indiana, man, he's there all the time, all the that's time." That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, wild. I'm, I hope. Yeah, hopefully, my hopefully that'll be my job when I grow up. Hopefully, it will be. I think JT's gonna be training with uh with Mike G playing tennis. <laughs> I'm gonna be at every tennis. I'll we'll be at
0: every game. <laughs> you got it right, too. Tennis, nice. Yeah, you will be, man. He's Your dad's definitely instilled those qualities in you. And there's a good chance that when me and my wife have kids, we will probably send them to your dad for some type of mentorship. That's what So just did, let him know. Man. Man.
1: I don't know. He's going <laughs> <Damn>. to. <us. laughs>
0: All right, I'll send them to you and Mike. All right, fine. People beat me to it. All right, Drew, let's uh, hop on the rapid fire hot seat. So whatever comes to your mind, it could be a short answer, a long answer. Whatever pops up, hit me with it. Do you have any favorite mindset quotes that you live by? Anything that is really kind of like your mantra or something you have plastered on your fridge? Something like that. Uh,
1: No, but I do have a verse, a Bible verse.
0: Uh, That's even better. (laughs) I was going to ask that too. Nice. It's, it's,
1: it's, It's on me. Uh, Philippians four, six and seven. Uh, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Uh, thank God for all He's done. <laughs> and um, and if you do this, then you experience God's peace. And at the end of the day, I feel like that's one of the biggest things for me just to calm my mind is just to have peace in the in the midst of chaos and excitement. Um, and a lot of times in this league, especially uh, especially this season for me, which was completely different. I mean. I've been here, this is my seventh year, and this seventh year has been the, the craziest year because of how different my team is. And right. the um, I guess the weight kind of thrown on my shoulders. So being able to um, experience that peace and, and to be able to have that mindset throughout kind of the chaos, I feel like um, keeps me level-headed and uh, keeps me going, so.
0: That's the best answer ever. And that's, there is no better piece than knowing that Jesus has us all in his hands. God has the plan. And you living that out and being like, like, you're going to, I mean, you encourage a lot of kids and younger people, obviously through what you do, your work ethic and everything. But the platform that you have for such a bigger purpose, man, I just, I literally am getting goosebumps when you say that. So anyways, all right. That's an amazing answer, Drew. I love that, man. I love that. All right, how about next one we're going to is the moment you realized, man, I'm in the NBA. Like sometime that just stuck out in your brain. It's like, wow, this is my dream. I'm here.
1: Uh, My rookie year, we played against Cleveland, and they had Shaq, LeBron, and Big Z. I forget his name. Big.
0: Yeah, Ilgowskis. Oh,
1: my gosh. And I didn't play much my rookie year, but I had just started playing a little bit. And I think Lou Will broke his jaw, so I just started starting. And when you just see them three, and all three of them started, so when you see them coming at you, you like, dang, bruh. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. what up? It's Myself real. And, Yeah, it was, uh, that was kind of like, all right, I'm in the NBA moment. Before that, I felt like I was just angry. Like, I, I fell in the draft. Yeah. Um every team that came that that passed me I want to just kick their ass every time I played them but seeing them love it I was like oh, like that's Le- like that's LeBron James he looks bigger in person I've seen <laughs> him back before but not like in a in this type of setting and then big uh how you ever say his name it was just it was just a shock to me
0: yeah. it was a shock to me yeah man I remember how big LeBron was when we were playing them with Brooklyn oh my goodness it's not it's crazy. We beat, we actually beat them at Brooklyn and then we had to play them a week later. LeBron was kind of just going through the motions. And then the week later, he just by 45. Yeah. That dude is yeah, yeah on another level. Man. Okay. How about this? If you weren't playing in the NBA, what would you be doing? Probably, what would your profession be, be teaching or coaching something with,
1: uh, Thanks. probably younger kids, maybe middle school. Um, Growing up, especially in the beginning of my career, we always did camps. Um, that was always really fun to me. And I'm a little kid at heart, so playing around is kind of my thing. But uh, probably probably something dealing with uh, just the younger youth uh, that's, that's enjoyable. To yeah. Me.
0: So could that be what's next, is being a coach, doing camps after the NBA, obviously raising your daughter?
1: It could be it. it it could be. It definitely could be. It depends on, like, if you have more kids,
0: what the schedule is like. Yeah, it, no, it definitely could be. Or interning for Mike. I mean, that could <laughs> definitely be down the route, too. Honestly, though,
1: ask, you guys Mike this question, I might be a pretty good intern. Like, I know, like, like the stuff that Mike G says <laughs> and I retain is actually pretty good. Like, I can do I can do stuff on my own and be like, all right, Mike G wants me to do it this way. All right, well my hips up a little bit too high. I gotta I gotta drop my hip a little bit. Like I'm telling you, I'm 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 there with it.
0: Training is so fun to me. It's so fun. Dude, I I believe it. That's what I was saying when I heard that answer about the high IQ. No. That's what the best players are able to do. Learn from great coaches and then self coach themselves. No. That's awesome. But he always
1: comes from me, See, bro. Mike- he like you go to like a coffee shop yeah. or I would just be walking in the park and then do some crazy, crazy moves and then turn <laughs> to
0: the workout the next day. And then we... You know, crazy. Man, but you're going to have to get really creative. This quarantine goes to, like, October. You're going to be doing
2: some crazy stuff. Oh, I'm ready for it, you know. I, I, I stay cooking. <laughs> I'm in the lab, so I'm ready.
0: I just wanted to point out is how excited Drew got when I said possibly interning for Mike. Yeah. Seems like a lot of excitement, more than right. coaching. That could be it. I just, Drew, what is.
1: I couldn't train my wife, though. Mike G would still have to do that. I don't (laughs) think he'd be cool train training.
0: (laughs) Probably not, man. Drew, what is your definition of leaving a legacy? Mm. Not necessarily like fame or on a billboard or stuff like that, but what would be leaving a legacy to you? Uh,
1: The biggest thing for me is. When I leave, people see the light. Like I don't know if you know what that means. Like, yeah. like the pretty, like the light of like Jesus Christ. Like people see me. Yeah, the There's always sure. like a lightheartedness and and um, uh, somebody who uh, maybe they feel like they can always come to and and in a time of need or whatever, just somebody to talk to or chill. But um, for just somebody that like, and you don't necessarily have to get along with me. You know what I'm saying? But it's really just like leaving your presence um, kind of in the in the middle of somebody's mind and it being like, all right, well, if if this guy is like seeking Jesus, then I want to do it, too. And I feel like for me, especially in this lifestyle is so not there. I think it is more and more now. Obviously, like I go to chapel and stuff uh, every game. But I feel like this lifestyle is very hard to. it's very tempting. Yeah. Very challenging. Yes. It's no doubt. Very, very no challenging doubt. In, in that way. So uh, I guess that's what I would oh, probably
0: want to leave. And a good defender. But, that's yeah. – <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, man, that's that's the best legacy to leave in. Like when you're talking about the – just knowing your consistency early mm-hmm. on, like you consistently – like I'm just getting to know you through this and knowing that you're with Mike G, like I know – that you are consistently a positive person bringing a light and a presence everywhere you go. And that is the greatest way to show Jesus. And, and you're absolutely doing it, man. So you, without even knowing it, you're already leaving a legacy.
1: For Thanks, sure. man. I mean, well, Mike G is a big part of it. I feel like every summer we like add a person, Like <laughs> we always add a person to yeah. the for yeah. workouts and, and they, they just kind of stick because of, the environment i think that uh not only that my g built but like you just kind of um integrate like this family type of situation so uh yeah man it honestly but i just feel like it's our personalities really it just it, that that yep. comes easy easy to. so
0: we are the people we are around the iron sharpens iron so that's greatness breeze greatness a testament to that right. for sure love it love it mike <laughs> Drew, is there any foundations that you support, any charities, anything like that that we can shout out to all the listeners so we can yeah, support? Yeah, one
1: is preemptive Love. Um, my wife is actually on the board, but once uh, she wasn't, um, it was something that kind of broke her heart. And then once she kind of explained to me, um, I kind of fell for it too. But uh, they, they, were, they were missionaries in, uh, in, in Serbia, or yeah, Serbia where they were doing all the bombings. Or in Iraq and Iran, were doing the bombings. Mm-hmm. And first they were doing like heart surgeries because all the chemicals, it was like affecting the heart. So they would do like free surgeries and try to help out in that way. But the funding gets low, obviously. So uh, that's something that we definitely try our best to help out with. But for the most part, man, like anything that breaks our heart, especially my wife, she like hops on it. Any, any, anything, so, love it so, yeah. But preemptive love is is, is preemptive yeah. love,
0: nice man. We'll definitely get that out there. That's book, so cool. The dude's
1: book is crazy, uh, just like his life story kind of going the okay. Whole situation, yeah, it's it's crazy for
0: sure. And your wife sounds amazing. Uh, the reason why I am
1: who I am, it is you get like my family is cool and all that, but. <laughs> My wife is a real one, bro. Like my wife is a my, my wife, my story and my testimony don't compare to hers. She's a, she's a dope, That's bro. Awesome. She's go for real. Don't tell.
0: I her. love that. I won't, okay, well, I won't, I won't pump her up like that. But same thing, man. Like my wife is unbelievable. Like literally, the like way way better than me. Makes me better. So it's I love to hear. I love to hear when people talk about their wives and their marriages, how much they're in love and how much they keep getting. More and more in love. So that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Okay, last and final question before we let you go is, what does being a one-percenter mean to you? That's a good question.
1: Um, Man, um, I feel like that's a big responsibility. Um, Just being a one-percenter means that not everybody can do this, right? Like, not everybody can... um, mentally be built for this physically be built for this uh which which is such a big part but I think being a one percenter just means that uh for one we're blessed uh but two like we have something that we have to bring all the time like every day every time we um for me if it's on the court or bring it to my family or in training with Mike G um the one percent is always present if it's Um, mentally that day and I don't feel like doing it if it's uh, physically and when I say physically sometimes I'll get banged up and I don't have and Mike G will test this too I won't communicate to him that I'm banged up to where Mike G can do his best to still get our work done without me even injuring myself even more I feel like uh, being just a one percenter means you have to be able to communicate in that way too and not always push through hard times like let other people help you to be
0: better so uh,
1: hopefully that's a hopefully that's an okay man. answer so
0: okay answer that blue this is one of the best interviews man your your answers are so awesome and that's what literally well my definition is too pouring into yourself one percent daily that relentless consistency so that you can pour into others Man, you are in an awesome, awesome light. I, don't, I mean, I don't know you in person, but right now I'm just getting juiced up about you. Like, Mike, I haven't even met Mike in person, but I feel like you guys are like two of my best friends already. Just from the people that you are, the lights that you are to everyone around you. Guys, everybody check out Drew. Check out Mike. Uh, just so much respect for you guys and, and honored to have you both on the podcast.
1: Thanks, man. fun.
0: And that's a wrap on this week's episode of the 1% Podcast. Thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to the 1% Podcast. Without you, none of this would be possible. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach for us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that 1% daily steps we can all implement from top NBA players, high performers, and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better this world. And it's all because of you. If you could, I will shout you out. Personally, thank you. Leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Five stars if you love it. One star, of course, if you hate it. And leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions, suggestions that you might have. Post on social media and tag me at DavidNurseNBA and I will repost the reviews the podcast gets. I'll shout you out personally for sure. Thank you so much for being the best community, the best family, the best 1% squad. So blessed for all of you out there. Now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement into someone. You can and you will make a difference.